Hello, Jessica. Hey. <laughs> all right. Um, first of all, um, you are being recorded for our podcast. And I want to thank Coach Jessica Beaver of the University of St. Catharines in San Marcos. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Welcome to our podcast. Um, excited to have you. Excited to be here. It's, uh, your, it's uh, our second podcast. We had a, a player of mine, Christine Lorch, on our first one last week. And uh, you are our second one. And you're my first coach to have on here. So it's exciting. That's exciting. <laughs> now, um, we got a little bit of time here. We, I want to kind of go through a little bit of our, you know, how I know you, and, and then we'll talk about some other stuff. So the first thing is I've had the luxury of, of having you even train my kids at one point, um, coach against you as adversaries in high school level. And what people probably don't know is I've had the chance to coach against you, me as a coach, you as a player. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> uh the um pot was it the Paula tournament oh oh yeah 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 okay I was like man in high school or something but um yeah I remember that it's it's uh it just all I'm doing is aging myself here but uh no no but it was uh it was really unique to get to see you you know on, on a different level I was getting to see you as a player I've I've seen you as a coach I've seen you work with young ladies um seeing you across the field as a player and how to uh, figure that part out as far as a coach going against someone like yourself and how do we pitch to her? What do we, you know, how, what do we do? It, it didn't. <laughs> the first time we, uh, we, uh, we <laughs> and I will never forget. Do you remember what uh, fish was catching? Do you remember what she said to you? Your first at bat? Um, gosh, it was something along the lines like, what? I can't remember exactly what she said. She kind of made fun of me like for being old. No, she stepped out in front of the plate, called the, you know, nobody on, nobody out things. And she said, easy out. Yes, that's right. That's <laughs> and, right. Uh, you tapped her on the shin and gave her a little bit of a grin. And I think the next at bat when you came up and I had told Fish, I said, when she came in the dugout, I said, well, don't, don't wake, you know, don't wake up the monster. She'll, you don't want her to do that to you, you know? So I think your next at bat ended up like doubling or something like that or tripling and, and getting like a couple RBIs and started putting the game away against us. And, so it was, uh, I kind of told her, I blamed her for that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I only hit in that game, I remember. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Now, so now that we, we kind of, let's go back a little bit further here. You, you played at him at high school locally here. Yes. And um, you played there, four-year starter, right? You played all four years there? Four years varsity, yeah. Started a shortstop. Awesome. And that was all under Coach uh, Galloway. No, it wasn't. Um, Galloway only did football when I was oh. there. Um, Galloway, um, our relationship, geez, started way back when, you know, he just helped me, guided me. He always had, like, young athletes around. You know, we had a good little class. I mean, USC, UCLA, you know, South Carolina, all these big schools were coming to visit all these athletes, you know, not just um, – Obviously, some were visiting me, but also there was football players, there's other players. So we kind of went to him for guidance because he knew all the rules and he just kind of guided my process. But uh, actually, I did two years. One year was um, Kemp and then I think the next two were Sabala, who are all not at the school anymore. But yeah, Galloway never coached me in softball. Wow. I don't know that. Did not know that. I always thought uh, 
I saw. I always thought the old cowboy was around for longer than that. <laughs> no, he took over right after I graduated. I graduated in 04. Okay. And he took over right after that with um, another football coach. Okay. And then that's when they started running the program. Now, tell me a little bit about your four years over at Hemet. Um, you're, you're talking, I think, uh, was it like 2005 or four? Uh, 2001 to 2004. Okay, there you go. So now there, I mean, you know, MVP, league championship. What, 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 uh, what went on there during your four years at Hemet? Um, I was really lucky when I played there. I played with people like Amy Miner, Jessica Josper, Becca Camacho, Debbie Cruz. I mean, just some really good athletes. And, you know, when we went in, um, we all kind of grew up together. We were all on elite travel ball teams. So when we went in, it was kind of like we really didn't need help, but we just needed someone to call the signs and let us do our thing, which gotcha. is great. Um, I, I mean, Aaron Webb was there, Lisa Marie. There's like all kinds of, you know, Division One athletes that it just seemed normal when we were there to okay. go to Division One, And uh, it was a good time. I mean, we, we loved to play and um, you could tell that we enjoyed playing together and we got to play really good teams like Santiago and Corona and uh, King. And, you know, we held our own against all of them and uh, always went to CIF, always won championships. And we never quite got that CIF championship, but we were in the semis, it seemed like, every year. <laughs> now, you, now, speaking of CIF championships, you were part of the coaching staff when they won. Is that correct? Yes. 2013? Yes. Yes, I have to to be reminded of that when I talk to Jeff, uh, Coach, or excuse me, Coach Galloway, on a regular basis. Just, even his emails have it listed. So, you know, <laughs> is is being a uh, another coach at a high school. You know, maybe coaching at West Valley and having to to compete against him twice a year. You know, we get to kind of poke fun at each other a little bit, and he likes to throw that out there a lot. So, right. But, but Hemet's had some great success. Now, you you talked a little bit about travel ball. Who did who? What was the team that stuck out for you when you played travel ball that you, that you played on? I played on Batbusters. Okay. Um, there, back then there was only Gary Henning and Tyrone. I played for Tyrone. Okay. Um, he no longer does travel ball, but uh, he's probably one of the most um, guiding forces in my path. You know, and uh, taught me a lot of discipline and how to hold myself and how to carry myself and what I want to be and what I want and so. Um, I love that, you know, the only bad part was that, you know, Diamond Valley and all that stuff wasn't around when I played. So we were always driving to Orange County for everything. Right, right. That was, that's when travel ball was really travel ball. <laughs> right, right. It wasn't so, not to offend travel ball or anybody listening in travel ball, but it's starting to get a little washed down, but um, still a lot of talent out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, do you, do you think that travel ball starting to be a little saturated because, the over-anxious all-star coach, or is it because um, they, they, they feel that these kids, no matter what level they're at, can get to play college ball somewhere and get recruited somewhere? What is it that's – why is it that travel ball has become such a saturated thing? And I'm not putting travel ball down. You know I still coach in travel ball as well. Right. Um, I have a younger daughter that's still playing. But, it you know, there's a, there's a difference when you go out and you, you face a bat busters or you face a firecrackers or you go out and you face the purple dragons. I mean, wh why is it that it's become so where it is that rec leagues are actually starting to disappear? 
Right. And I, and I think it's a good thing that rec leagues are starting to disappear. I think rec leagues should be just for people who only have the motivation to do it on their spare time. Um, with travel ball, I think every, everything that has something good also has a, you know, every action causes a reaction, right? And the action of softball growing and that it's touching so many people. I mean, look on TV, look on um, the internet, social media. There's so much softball in your face. It's amazing, like, how much the game has grown. I mean, when you get drafted into the MPF, it's all over TV. There's an actual draft day. Back in the day, when we all got drafted, it was like we didn't even know. Mm-hmm. You know, so – I think that, I think it's amazing that it's getting so big and so popular, but I want to go back to the days where there was like gold elite, you know, all those. So you can like start to classify them. So at least when you're recruiting, you know exactly what you're going after. And we'll, and we'll talk a little bit about recruiting a little bit later on, because that's a very good point. I, I sit here and travel nowadays and, and you, we all know there's certain teams out there that you know, you know that are second tier, and there's certain teams out there that are you know top tier teams. But I would say people that like yourself, myself, um, you know the the Mikado, you know there's a lot of guys out there, Tyson, Howard, all those guys. They know which ones are are top tier, and there's other ones that don't understand it. They think that going out and winning some of these small tournaments that are out of Fontana at a rec park um, is something to to cheer about now is that having those being saturated in those little small tournaments and little small organizations that are holding these things is that flame in the fire a little bit I think hmm, I think if you're winning big tournaments you know you're winning big tournaments I think uh the elite will always be the elite and the big fish in a small pond will always be the big fish in a small pond gotcha you know, um, I like all avenues, though, because at least, you know, I sit and I listen to a lot of podcasts and I listen to a lot of women talk. And I mean, the Dot Richardsons and all them didn't even have softball in high school. So for us to at least have, you know, either watered down all the way to elite, at least there's an avenue for some girl out there to get her her her, you know, playing time to get her. Right you know, it's an avenue for every girl to express themselves, their getaway. It's something that they can put themselves into. So and, and I don't was, really, I don't really downplay right. some of the tournaments, but you know, if you're winning PGF or if you're winning ASA nationals, there's definitely a difference. Absolutely. And if you go back, I think if you look at it too, I mean, you have PGF, you have triple crown, you have U triple SA. Um, you have USA, you have ASA, now you have ASAS, A, uh, that sounded bad, ASAS, I think, what is it, American Showcase Softball Academy or something like that. Right. Um, so there's, there is, and I, and, you know, when you look at the PGF, uh, the ones that are out there winning PGF, those girls, you see them, you see them on ESPN in a couple of years, you know, right. you see, you know, we, I'm sitting here right now as we talk and I, I have the, the TV muted because for whatever reason, I can't get enough of softball. I am watching Tennessee and Florida State right now. So, you know, you'll see that. You'll see, like, they'll highlight some of these girls and they'll come up to play and they'll say, oh, you know, and uh, Bat Busters, you know, so-and-so and and PGF Championship and -and so-and-so. And it's, you know, it's really great to see that. Um, I I read an article the other day and I think, I don't know if it was, it wasn't an article, let me phrase it, it was a tweet. And it was from the Michigan coach, Coach Hutchins. 
And uh, she had stated, I think she actually just retweeted it, but they were talking about the revenue that's being generated for collegiate softball um, on an annual basis. And it's up in the $450 million range. Now we're, if that's the case, how come the pro leagues hasn't, uh, hasn't major league baseball stepped up and got behind these pro teams? You know, you have the WNBA, they've been around for a long time, which is really odd because you, you don't think of it, but it's been around 20 years now. Um, and it's because it's, it's being pushed by the NBA. Why I, it wouldn't it be amazing if major league baseball stepped up and helped some of these pro teams. Oh, it'd be and it? a game changer. You know, there's there's new teams emerging like the Scrapyard Dogs and all all of those, and they're doing what they can. Um, but it's the first year ever that I think college softball is considered a revenue sport, which is huge. Mm. And I think it's going to happen. You know, it's kind of like everybody needs to prove their worth. And I think softball has finally proven their worth and showing that, you know, the masses do want to watch this. The masses do want to be a part of this. There's tons of little girls that dream to go to college softball, so I don't see it. Ha- I don't see it happening soon, but I see it happening sooner than later. Absolutely, I, I think you know we talked about earlier, just or a few seconds ago, we talked a bit about the saturation of the travel ball. Now, that that could be a negative thing, but it can also be a positive thing, like you had mentioned. And the great thing I think about that is, is because it still keeps these girls so involved that they want to go home and they want to you know, get a scrapyard hat or they want to go down to, to Palm Springs and watch the, the Mary Nutter classic, or they want to go over and see UCLA play now and go down to your stomping grounds, Long Beach state um, and watch these collegiate girls play. And that now you you're, you're turning these young ladies that are in college playing and you're turning them into uh, mentors uh, and idols. I mean, these young ladies are looking up to these girls. I mean, look at Sierra Romero and Lauren Chamberlain. These girls were getting autographs and hounded every time they stepped out onto a field. And uh, so I think, you know, with that being said, that's why I think Major League Baseball needs to take a, a bigger, a, a sooner than later approach to it because it's hitting its peak. It's softball is in your face every day now. Right. And it'd be nice if, you know, we got some sponsorship from them or they got involved with the pro teams like Pride. Like, I mean, Pride is backed by USA, so they're doing just fine. But there's other ones like Chicago Bandits and, you know, <laughs> it'd be nice if they could just – step in and I don't think we're we're far off from it I think you know the coverage just by ESPN alone and the commitment by some of the ESPN people and the people that are in love with softball like Collier Rowe and people like that I'm it's amazing I mean look at Jessica Mendoza she's on baseball tonight absolutely that's a huge face for softball I mean it's only going to get better and she does an amazing job. She does. I, I swear to you, I think she does better than the, the guys over there. She is really on her game when she's doing baseball tonight. And she's doing, I think, what is it, the Sunday night game she does or Monday yeah. night game? Yeah. So she really brings a nice insight to the game. And, um, you know, in, in I, I played baseball in high school. You know, I played in the men's leagues. I've, I've played in junior college. Um, my My – I can't, I, I love baseball, but I can't watch it as much as I used to. It's so slow compared to softball. Softball is an exciting, quick, fast-paced game. Yeah, and you know, Coach Mike on our team, he played baseball and he played uh, professional baseball for the Royals. And it's funny when people ask him, like, oh, wow, you're coaching softball now. He's like, yeah, it's so much better. <laughs> you know, he's like, it's so fast and interesting and everything happens so quick and 
you know, they're in your face and, you know, he, he really loves it. So it's funny, the more baseball people that get involved in softball tend to like it a little bit more. Absolutely. So to, to digress a little about what we were talking about, we, we talked about our travel experience, our high school experience. You went on to Long Beach State. Now, I personally thought I knew Coach Jessica Beaver. I, I thought I did. I don't. I don't know. I looked your, some numbers up today. Um, <laughs> as I do with all my guests, and, you know, I, I research them. Um, in 2007, 10 home runs. 2007, a 356 average. 2008, 42 RBIs. 14 doubles in that year. You are, in career-wise, you're fifth in home runs in, on the, in the Long Beach State, second in doubles, second in RBIs with 115. I mean, those are some, some amazing stats. Uh, you, you must have a sense of pride for Long Beach State there and knowing that you've put your name in those record books. It was, it was definitely four of the best years and best learning years for me. Um, I'm definitely not the same human being I was when I was there. But um, it was the four best years softball-wise that I've ever had. And, um, you know, I I held the RBR record until I coached there. And then, you know, I got to watch my record be broken, which is even cooler because every record's made to be broken and to watch it happen by somebody that you really adore, that was cool. And um, I I love playing for Coach Kim and, you know, I loved it. Now that I'm on the recruiting side and people find out that I go to Long Beach State, they, they talk to me about Coach Kim and her recruiting style and things like that. And um, it's it's funny to be on the other side and, and get to coach tech, uh, like get to text Coach Kim and she texts me back and we, we have a friendship. And it, it's funny how everything reverses in that sense. But playing there was amazing. Now that now that you've played underneath her and you looked up to her, you look for her for guidance, you look for her for, you know, instructions on the field and what to do as a coach. Now that you're a college coach, do you, do you see yourself as a peer or do you still have that idolization to her? Sorry, say that again. It cut out. Oh, no worries. Uh, what I- Monty, did I lose you? All right, welcome everyone to the program, uh, Softball Recruiting and Training Podcast. Uh, it is our weekly podcast. Today we are going to welcome uh, two players from the Mercy Mavericks um, in Dobbs Ferry, New York. Uh, one is my very own, Alexis Fish Crawford, and then we uh, have uh, <laughs> Alana Bowman out of Temecula, hi. California. So both you girls say hi again. Hi. Um, you guys are being brought uh, with a sponsorship from Buffalo Wild Wings and Hemet. If you're looking to do fundraising for your travel club, your high school club, your rec club, go see Patrick at Buffalo Wild Wings. He'll take great care of you. Uh, first of all, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. It is, uh, is, is this your first podcast for either one of you? Yes. No, not for me. <laughs> You've been on a podcast before, Fish? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I, so, I, wow, I did not know that, and I'm your dad. Um, 
Uh, that's kind of sad. <laughs> uh, let's. I was gonna go a, a little bit of of kind of a back and forth, like an introduction here and there, and tell me a little bit. But actually, I want you guys to kind of bounce off each other a little bit. So let's let's talk. You guys actually before playing in college, uh, being on is is teammates. You actually had a chance to play together in travel ball, even though it was only for a short period of time. How how did that help with your transition into uh, college ball? Well, as far as being a that, teammate, I think the trust and the chemistry it works out better. Not saying that I don't get along with the other girls on the team. It just I feel like right away we became friends because it was a I lot, knew we played together before. It was a lot easier. Yeah, I feel like. Now you also have a, another part of your trio who's not in today's podcast, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, Caitlin, the franchise uh, shepherd. Um, now, I, now that we've said fish, we've said sh- the franchise. Uh, Bowman, what is your nickname at, at uh, Mercy? There. Honestly, everyone just calls me Lana. It's the coach- coaches usually call her Bowman. Yeah, uh-huh. call me by last name. They think the- I'm so professional. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now, so. You two, are, you guys aren't in the same dorm, uh, but you guys are all become pretty close. Um, how did that happen? What was it that, uh, that, what was that turning point where you guys formed? And is it because you knew each other from the, from the past? Um, or was it just something, an event that happened in college that uh, helped you guys all three become pretty close? So one of Fish's roommates is someone that I played travel ball with. So in the beginning, when we first got here, I was always hanging out in their room. It was kind of a chance for all of us to become closer, get to know each other. Um, Also, our team does West Point, and we work the football games. And, of course, just with our luck, we got assigned together. And then from there forward, hanging out every weekend, it just – it made yeah, it made our bond even tighter. Okay. Yeah, and with Caitlin, like I know Caitlin, so I've already had a bond. I guess a bond with her. Mm-hmm. No, we weren't like friend friends. Like I'd go over to her house all the time. We we knew each other, but just when we got into college, like we kind of leaned on each other to help each other out, and that made us closer. And then all three of us just ended up getting together and. Home away from home. Yeah. Now, being the fact that you guys come all, you know, you're all the way across the country, you're in the East Coast, you're thousands, thousands of miles away from your family, and I'm not trying to make you homesick. Um, but, I mean, how did you guys use each other to uh, to help with that? I mean, having the friendship from the past, did that help with the homesick? Not not just being teammates, but actually as friends and, and missing your families, you had somebody else to rely on? I think it's because we can all relate. It's all the same thing. We all miss the same thing at the same time. It's snowing and all of us want to go to the beach or (laughs) we miss the hot days. We all are losing our tans and we're all looking at each other like, wow, we're all the same color. And I feel like with each other, like we tell each other everything now. Like if we have a problem at practice or in class or something, we tell each other everything. And I feel like... Lana and Caitlin have become like my second family, nice. so it it makes it easier. And just anytime, like I'm, 
like I'm homesick or I'm like really pissed or sad about something, somehow these two will make me laugh out of nowhere at the randomest times and that just makes me feel better. Very nice. Now you actually, um, a lot of our listeners uh, on the menu for our upcoming podcast, Fish, you were listed as one of the podcasts, uh, and it was titled Road to Recovery. Now, you were out uh, for a couple weeks due to a back injury. Um, your friends, you know, were they there for you? I mean, how did, what, how did you feel alone? What was, what was going on over there when you were not able to, to do the things that you wanted to do on the softball field? Well, when I first found out that, when they first thought I had something wrong with my back, I had to go to all these doctor's appointments. And Emma, one of the, our seniors, took me to those doctor's appointments. And when I went to go get my MRI, Emma took me there, but Lana came with to comfort me, which was really nice because I was really scared. Oh, gosh, you're going to be Yeah. And um, they knew I was angry okay. that I couldn't play or I couldn't practice or go to South Carolina. So they, like, I, I would get mad a lot, and they would wait till I would calm down and then kind of be like, hey, it's okay, and you're going to get back in a week. You'll be all right. And they kept me posted on games and what happened and said and called me and FaceTimed me and texted me while they were away just to make sure that I was okay, made sure I went to my treatments. <laughs> Caitlin made sure I went to my treatment. <laughs> so is our day book. Caitlin is our mom. Well, that's good. Well, that's good. I mean, now um, you know, for for being a parent on this side, that's that's really a, a good feeling on our end to know that you got teammates out there looking, you know, looking out for you. Lana, oh. when you uh, speaking of your tournament, now you went out, you played your <laughs> use that uh, noise there. You played your uh, first collegiate softball game. What was going through your mind when you when you dug your cleats into the dirt? Um, a lot of excitement. I know I was very eager to show off, really. Kind of showing Coach, like, I can do it. Please put me out there. Um, Warm-ups, I have the same routine that I did since middle school. I... <laughs> um, I'm sorry? Hitting, my hitting warm-up has always been the same. I really don't like to change it because I get, it makes me feel more confident. Don't worry about it. Okay, go ahead. Um, yeah, I just build confidence off my warm-up. The more comfortable I feel, the more confident I'm going to feel going into the game. When he told me I was starting the first game, when he said my name on the roster, the excitement really took over. Uh, the adrenaline when I was on the field definitely helped out a lot with the nervousness. It kind of canceled each other out. Now, your first game was against Chowan. Uh, you went out, you from RBI. Um, you, you, uh, you guys came out with a win, if I'm not mistaken, in that game. Um, yes. That's good. That's great. I mean, you know, what was uh, – now tell me a little bit about that part, the, the stepping in to the batter's box at your first pitch. I mean, you played on the big stage before. You played for SoCal Athletics. You came out of Temecula. Um, you know, you've played – you're, you're 
you've you've been on the big stage before when it came to that. But how did this compare when you were when you were playing your first uh, your first collegiate at bat? Um, honestly, I really tried to make it. I tried to make it feel like the stage was small. Mm-hmm. I told myself I've played in PGFs. I have hit off girls that are going Division One, and to me, I needed to really calm myself down and tell myself that, hey, this is just another game. Because walking into the batter's box, knowing that coaches kind of fired up, it was the first game, just went up there and did my thing. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, I see currently you've, you've uh, you got yourself you know a few hits now. you got a couple doubles, am I not mistaken? Is that right? Or no, I'm sorry. You, uh, you have a couple RBIs. Single. You have three RBIs, a yeah. couple yes. of hits. Couple runs or runs scored, uh, no errors on the field. You've had to make some plays. Now you're playing over at second base. Is that correct? Yes, yes, it's completely weird. <laughs> so that's I've different never... than what you played travel ball. What, what what position did you play in travel? Um, in travel ball, I played third base. I played third and first in travel, so I mainly played corners for most of my life. When I played. In high school, on the other hand, I played middles and I pitched. So, okay. well, I think in high school we kind of play wherever, wherever. Yeah, those, wherever <laughs> someone, wherever coach wanted me, I was playing there. All right. But it was also high school. It's like so you're supposed to be having fun. Now, what made you both pick Mercy? I mean, uh, your paths crossed back when you guys were 13 years old for a little bit you both left in different directions you saw each other on the travel fields but then your paths crossed at mercy what what was you, each one of your both is and you can pick who wants to go first the deciding factor uh for you to choose to go to this college um i'll go first <laughs> um i really liked the coaches i felt because coach rob had looked at me for four years like four years and that's a long time (laughs) and for him to continuously like check in with me like stay updated with me and just always being there at my games made me feel like he was a coach that I could trust okay and I kind of knew how he was so I felt like I could like I could be coached by him and he would like me as a player too um also, school really affected my decision because the art program over here is really amazing, and they really work with you, and they really work with your schedule, okay. and it's just, you have to, for college, I feel like you have to know which, you have to, if your major, if you have a certain major, you have to make sure that that program is really good for you at that school. Okay. All right, Bowman? So I think my decision to come here kind of was more on the coaches because I it was really – I committed here very late, senior year, didn't know what if I wanted to keep playing or not. I kind of lost hope that ev- all my friends were signing and I wasn't signed yet and – Coach Rob, well, I talked to Coach Rob all the time. He actually tried to recruit me sophomore year, and I 
didn't want to leave home. I'm such a fam- like family-oriented person. Then Coach Rob says, "What? if you don't like it, you can leave. And I told him, you know what, you're right. And so I talked to Coach Mike and Coach Rob for about two hours on the phone. And I said, you know what, I'm going to Mercy. I didn't even visit here. That I just took my chance. And I, now I love it. It's probably the best decision that I've made. That's, a, that's awesome. Um how do you I well fish we know how your family feels about you being on the east coast we're we're glad that you're getting to experience it your your mom handles it very well your father doesn't handle it very well um but how does how does uh, Alicia and Lester um handle you being so far away Oh my gosh it's crazy my parents call me 24/7 just <laughs> what are you doing? What'd you eat for dinner? And it's like, it's weird. We always had family dinner and my mom's always saying like, oh, your place is empty at the table tonight. Or she'll like, (laughs) take a picture and send it to me. She's like, we served you, but you can't eat. And like, it's just so crazy. I know my mom misses me a lot, but my dad, it hits him a lot harder. Yeah. Now is, who was your driving force uh, behind you when it came to softball? Um, honestly, I like to say myself, but I can't do that to my, it was definitely my dad. Okay. Okay. Well, Fish, I think we know yours. Even though your mom's the reason why you got into travel. Yeah, uh, I was about to say, mom <laughs> is the reason I got into travel ball. I'll get, you the reason I kept playing. I will, I will give her that credit, yes. Um, back to, um, you know, we talked a bit about, you know, you guys being a family and supporting each other and, and they supported you through your injury. Um, how is it, uh, how do you feel now, Fish, that you're, well, let's go back just a little bit further before we answer the next question. You, you were out. How were you feeling while they were in uh, South Carolina? What was going through your mind that whole time? I was really upset. <laughs> really, really upset. I um, kind of almost didn't know how to handle myself. I didn't know what to do because in my head I would, like usually in the mornings I would wake up and I would go okay this is what I'm gonna do today and I kept telling myself okay you're gonna do homework and then you're gonna go hit oh wait you can't hit Mm -hmm. and so I was that really kind of like I would have to change how I would think and keep myself busy getting ahead of my homework and going around and actually talking to people that I've never talked to before (laughs) and um just definitely keeping myself busy. I did watch or followed their game on my phone a lot, but um, definitely, definitely try to keep myself busy. Now, uh, Bowman, I know you said that you guys reached out. Did you did you do that because you know as a as a a choice, be, or is it you just knew that she'd be missing it and that you just had to get her to feel more included? Honestly, I. We haven't spent a lot of time together. One semester, we on a, when we're on the same team before, we didn't spend a lot of time together. One mm-hmm. semester, I felt like I've known her my whole life, <laughs> and going to South Carolina, knowing that she couldn't come, it was driving her insane. As much as she didn't want to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I felt like I 
didn't have to update her, but I wanted to update her on everything. Like, oh, very cool. Say, Coach Mike was just fired up in the third inning. I text her after the game. Coach Mike was crazy in the third inning. Like, <laughs> you missed a show. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, now you guys, uh, you, you guys have Florida coming up. Um, you had your first practice in a few days after some. Uh, let's just put practice issues. How did it feel to get a, a good uh, couple hours into practice today? Oh, it felt great. Honestly, I felt like the team became one again. After a few rough practices, it kind of was – people were kind of pointing fingers, uh, blaming others, and it just wasn't a team effort after today. Mm. I feel like we're ready. Okay. We'll, yeah. we'll go all out for each other again. Now, when do you guys leave for your flight? Is that uh, this coming Thursday or Friday? Friday, Friday, early in the morning. All right. Yeah. Now, um, first of all, you know, good luck with that. Now, let's get a little, let's have a little more fun here in this podcast. Let's talk a little bit. You got all your teammates from top to bottom without hurting feelings being, uh, we'll make some fun here. Who is uh, who's the mom of the team from your seniors down to your your freshmen? All right, seniors, the mom of the seniors. Who do you think that is? Honestly, I'd say Ray. Ray, yeah, Ray is a sweetheart. She is a ball of sunshine, if you will. Nothing. Her, she never has anything bad to say. She's always looking out for everybody. I call her Sunshine. <laughs> That's her like favorite nickname. But she is definitely a mom. And that's um, uh, Ray. You say Ray. Is that Raina Gorman? Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. And then juniors. Honestly. Toast. 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 Well, Lexi. Okay. But we all call her Toast because she's from Texas. Texas Toast. Is that Carmichael? <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. And she's, she's another pitcher, but she is definitely, definitely a mom. She tells us when to be at practice, what to wear. Actually, for South Carolina, she sent a long list in the text message of everything to bring. That's great. Including, like, your personal things. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And I'm pretty sure she probably learned that from somebody when she was a freshman. So uh, just passing it down. Um, wildest teammate you have, one that just is crazy, will do anything, has a good time, always got a smile on her face. Who's that one out there? Always has a smile on their face is Nick. She Michaela Newman. Good or bad day, she comes into practice and pretends like nothing else outside happens. Always has a smile on the field. She has so much heart. Now, yeah. it, it, Michaela Newman, she's a senior, isn't she? Is she your leadoff hitter? Or no? Yeah. Yes, oh, she, she is. is. Okay. All right. I'm just re- I'm just going based off of names. I remember one we were watching one uh, thing. Um, all right. Who is the I know we they call Caitlin the franchise. I know she's is she the tallest on the team at six foot two? Uh, yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> Caitlin. Six feet two inches. And who's she the is. shortest? Yazzie. Yazzie. I yeah. thought it was Yazzie's the shortest. Okay. I literally measured it the other day. Yazzie is the shortest. Alright. Awesome. Um and then uh do you what's Give me some of the other ones. I mean, do you have what is it? There's anybody in your team that stands out that you wanna to maybe throw some love to on this podcast? Casey. 
Oh yeah, Casey. She was out all of fall because of a uh, a spinal, a spinal injury. injury. She had surgery. She went through recovery. She did rehab, physical therapy. She's done it all. She went through hell and back with her spine, wow. and now she today at practice. She was amazing she at did practice. Great. It looked like she didn't take a day off. She was hitting bombs, like even in the weight room when we all do morning lifts, like she's working and lifting just as much as everybody else. And it's crazy. She didn't let that set her back. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's a good story. That's awesome. And she is a... She's a sophomore. She's a sophomore, so she is an underclassman, but when she talks to us all, it feels like she's an upperclassman, like she is a leader. Mm-hmm natural now who who is your who is your leader on this team that basically is whether it's on the field or off the field who's the one that really gets out there and, and leads that group for you well well so okay so coach had changed things up for this program we actually don't have any captains there is no captains anybody is able to be a leader if they choose to and I feel it is a pretty good balance between everybody being like like one day it would be Casey who's out there being a leader other days it's Mick like they all everybody balances each other bounces each other out okay so now, it's very different but it's right. a good difference now you also had um a, a couple honors this week you had uh, some some ECC accolades you had player of the week and Kaylee Stevens and then we had three yeah. honor roles in uh, Newman and Mueller and, and uh, Erica Byrne. Um, you know, I don't know. I've This first time I've, I've seen, I know they post these things. You know, how does that, is you guys, are you trying to get to those same levels? I mean, do they, how does that go for them? I mean, is it just based off of play? Is it based off of stats? I mean, give me a little feedback on that and what the coaches talk about when it comes to those accolades on a weekly basis. Honestly, they don't bring it up because they don't. I think they don't want us to only think about that during the game. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. They don't want you to know. I got it. I got it. Um, you both. Um, you also come into a team that's had some people from your area already. Uh, you had a couple players that have played in the, t- the from Temecula. Uh, did you guys know them going in? Uh, especially for you. Um, uh, Bowman? Um, I know that I played against Bree uh, for two years of high school. She graduated when I was a sophomore. So um, I played against Bree in travel. I know that. Yeah, I was able to play against Bree, but I didn't know who she was. Okay. Then I realized that she used to hit right-handed. She used to play outfield like she's now she plays middle infield and hits left-handed. So I wouldn't have recognized her even if I tried. Now, you've brought up, um, Fish, you brought up in the past, you brought up the, the um, death chart. Uh, does that use you, do you guys use the death chart as a motivator or does it really just irritate you? Okay, sometimes <laughs> it definitely irritates us. I really can't say that it doesn't irritate me. It does irritate me. But I do feel like it is... It is motivation. Like, if I see that somebody else is 
above me or is starting above me, then I want to beat them out. And I think it gets motivation for the pitchers too, because I know Caitlin like just she says she, she wants to be the best. Caitlin says she doesn't look at it, and I know she tends to not let it bug her, but she's driven. Yeah, she wants to be the best. She wants to start. Well, Caitlin, Caitlin has a lot of heart. She uh, she came off. It was uh, her first outing. I wish she was on today. I'm so sorry we didn't get her on there. Uh, she came out a little bit, um, had a, a rough start when she came out, but she placed, played, uh, went up against a pretty good team. Um, but she bounced back the next day dramatically, a big change when she came out and played in the next game. Um, you know, that's that's really tells you a little bit about Caitlin and me having been her coach in the past. She really is able to shake a lot of those things off. So. Um, you know, too bad we didn't have her out here. I would have loved to have her talk to her. Now, Fish, how how is it? I know you haven't got a chance to catch her in a real game. I know you've probably caught her in fall ball. Um, how is it being able to catch Caitlin, who you actually got a chance to catch during travel ball? It's very, it's like a comfortable feeling when I catch Caitlin. Like uh, when we do scrimmages in the dome, um, anytime. I catch Caitlin, I feel comfortable, and I feel like like it's kind of a relief because I know what she likes and how she pitches. Um, and you can see, like, a switch kind of turns on, and Caitlin and I are, like, you can tell they have a special bond. Do you guys have any uh, of special um, signals or signs or anything like that? Oh. oh. Caitlin has a hard fist pump. The best fist pump in the world. She will, she will turn the whole team around with her fist pump. Like everybody gets excited when Caitlin fist pumps. It's awesome. Now, um, who's the one that gets you guys really pumped up, though? Like, do you have anybody that that right before a game or right before, the, even when you're back in fall ball, you kind of like the person that will do the chest bump or anything like that. Who was the one player that did that for you guys? Okay, Mick is very positive, so she keeps us having that positive attitude. I feel Caitlin does, when she does pitch, she does fire us up with that fist pump. Um, I do remember in the fall when I was catching, I caught Ray, and I started talking a lot more and yelling and being loud, and Ray was fired up, and she was firing me up, and we fired each other up, and then... Like, the whole team followed, and it was great. And I feel like Ray does do that, too. Now, you guys, I'm, I'm assuming, Bowman, did you have your own room growing up? Yes, I did. And now you have to share a room <laughs> with three or four girls. Um, same with you, Fish. You had your own room for the most part of your high school career, or high school. Yes, I did. Um, how did. How is it having dorm mates? Actually... Um, well, okay, so Lana lives <laughs> with can... one other person. Yeah. I'm... I live with three other girls. Uh-huh. Um, our room actually is very big, so it helps. Um, we're, we all wake up at the same time because of practice, so it makes, it makes that easier. Um, and I don't, I feel it's kind of, it's easy having them there like a, Family. It's even better. It's nice to have somebody there with you. Okay. I feel like if I was on my own, it would be weird. I would need. To... <laughs> It'd be so much better would... to live here on if we were on our own. if we were in our own rooms. Yeah. Like I enjoy it. <laughs> well, I have to ask this question then. 
Um, Fish, I know what your room was like when you lived at home. Oh. Um, how is your room and how is your dorm? Does it stay clean? So clean? Does your area stay clean? Do you uh, hear that? She is so clean. Almost as clean as Caitlin. She's the second cleanest I'm in the her second room. Cleanest. I would, I, is, I would always think that Caitlin is probably a really a little OCD. I am too. Oh. Are no, you? Are you? Oh, good. Oh, it's, well, I've learned that not everyone is going to be as clean as me. And because I grew up with a little sister, we're six years apart. So we, go, we went through different stages at different times. Mm-hmm. We had a Jack and Jill room bathroom set up, so the, we shared a bathroom, and it just stressed me out all the time. Because uh, I accepted the fact that uh, not everyone is. is oh no, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Um, are you guys gonna now? Are you guys able to change uh, into uh, pick what you want next year? Where you get uh, maybe a dorm with your own bathroom? Oh, I mean, how does that work? Yes, actually, we are. Our we plan, have a plan. We have a plan. <laughs> Our plan is. Um, well, we live in Big Founders. Founders. Why did I say Victor? We live in Founders Hall right now. Mm-hmm. That's where usually all like the freshmen, where all the freshmen are, and where all the singles are. But uh, we want to live in Hudson, which ten times nicer. <laughs> ten times nicer, and they have um, like a little lounge—not a lounge area, but it's like a little hallway kind of. And mm-hmm. that's where, like, the bathroom is. And then you can open up one door, and there's a room in there. It's like a suite. Kind it's of. Yeah, it's like a suite. And then you can open up another door, and there's a room in there that fits two people. So our plan was going to have me and Caitlin in one room, and Lana, and maybe one of the lacrosse girls. Her name is Erin. We love her. We love She's her. so sweet. We're very, we're very close to lacrosse, but um, she was going to live with us, too. Yeah. So you guys have big plans for next year? Yes, we do. <laughs> um, funnest thing you guys done so far while uh, out there in New York? Oh. What, is, what have we done? We've, we've, done, done, we've so done so many things. Um, well, I think our Thanksgiving adventure in the wind was so fun. Oh, our Thanksgiving adventure was fun. It was, <laughs> we, um, we went all the way to Jersey for Thanksgiving because uh, one of our friends' family lived there, so they invited us, and <laughs> it was very windy, so we actually had to walk through New York City in the wind. Around with... the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Around. <laughs> around well, the you Thanksgiving. You can only imagine how long it took us to get around the whole parade. With so Trades many people. were blocked, people were everywhere. It was... <laughs> Definitely but, the most New York thing we've ever yes, done. Yes, but there was that one cafe that we went into that we really enjoyed. Caitlin loves it. I got her into it. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Coffee addiction. <laughs> and then uh, we actually had to take the trains, and we got stuck. We missed the train. We missed the train, and we thought that we were stuck in the train and for 30 minutes. My bright idea says, we're only 15 miles away. Why don't we Uber? Uh-oh. And so we ended up doing that. Yeah. So we really didn't. We sat there for 10 minutes, and then Lana really came up with this idea. <laughs> uh, Caitlin actually videotaped her singing that we were singing about being oh, stuck in the train station. <laughs> we were by ourselves. We are the only ones there. All right. Um, scariest moments. Oh, God. Um, 
Actually, well, almost slipping on black ice. Those are scary. <laughs> Those are scary. Actually, I took a, I had taken a train, and they, for some reason, the train was down because a tugboat hit a pole or something, and like it broke. I don't know what happened. They tried, really tried to explain. I didn't understand. Um, but the trains were delayed. And okay. so I really needed to get to this area on time because I had a job that I was trying to get to. And so they were like, okay, we can transfer you to Holboken. So I was going to, they were going to put me on a train to Holboken, New Jersey. To put her on another to train. To put me on another train, completely opposite of where I'm going. And I was freaking out. And finally, I'm actually, I'm running through Penn Station. I'm running around. This place is huge. And finally, there is a train going to where I needed to go. And there's crowds and mountains of people trying to get through. And I'm tiny, so I shoved my way through. And I actually had this lady push me. She pushed me. I hit my head on the pole in the train. And I had a bruise on my head. Um, I, like, I, I remember yelling at her. And she yelled back at me. And she like walked to her seat. And she sat down. And this um scary other scary ladies walking around trying to ask for metro cards and i'm like i have no idea what you're saying and i think i was terrified because i was by myself on a train with hundreds of people crushed you together of course, we're ever we're the only ones that ever don't know what's going on on the train. Yeah. Do you, and, ha do you guys get a little bit of anxiety when you look at those train schedules and try to figure yes. that out, or do you have it yes. down now? Wow, at least? we can. Well, we can. We have it down. We now. have it down. I the first time I took them to New York, um, I I helped navigate them because I had gone on my own, but Google Maps definitely helps. Yeah, and the fact that I remember the streets, it helps her a lot. Yeah, because I remember landmarks. She's like, yeah, make a left at this building. All the buildings look the same. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, now you guys as... Um, what have you... Have you, I, I know this is going to put you on the spot, and I don't mean to, but... Have you had that mental breakdown yet? Have you had that emotional breakdown where you missed your family so much? You just oh yes sobbed yeah. in the corner when no one was listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yes, I've sobbed. Like we feel I we feel it all at the same time, but when one of us is having it worse, then the other ones kind of need to be strong. It's okay. Like yeah, we're, we're here for you. We definitely like do that. And we get them ice cream, too. Ice cream helps. Was it everything that you guys thought it was going to be when you first went out to New York? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Do you... I've been so many places already. It's crazy. Yeah. Now, you, you both have... I've been a... to more art museums than she has, and it just amazes me that I've been to more than the art major. <laughs> <laughs> and Fish has probably been to more doctors and nurses than you have to... <laughs> <laughs> um, so <laughs> you got me sidetracked I forgot what I was actually going to say oh here we go uh, and I know if your parents ever hear this and, and hopefully you do share it with them um, do you guys both plan after you graduate are you coming back home to California or are you going to stay in New York 
I'm coming home. I'm coming home. <laughs> Sunny California, please take me back. Well, my plan for college was to get um, to graduate here and then to go get my master's in illustration by Disney so that I could work at Disney Animations. And hopefully that works out and I get that. So that's why I definitely want to go back. All right. Uh, Bowman, what about you? Now, you're nursing. I mean, how long is your, your nursing going to be for? Oh, actually, um, I did a semester of nursing and realized that it was not my calling. Oh, okay. I changed my major two weeks before heading home for winter break. I really didn't like the nursing experience. It's really not for everyone, and I have been told multiple times that it's not for student athletes. So whoever is a student athlete in nursing, bless your heart, because you really have strong will to push through. You're really doing the most. Um, I'm now a math education major, which is still hard. So anything you do in college is hard. Um, Even art is hard. Taking three math classes at once, it's, really different um i feel like i have better opportunities back at home for teaching for sure okay. and i want to live in california after my four years now are you guys saying that because it is uh snowing and you guys have been freezing your katukas off <laughs> um, um or actually when the when, when you actually start something. getting spring pretty soon and you're seeing the flowers and you're seeing the trees and the green you're gonna see some amazing things, just like you did a fall when the 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 leaves were changing. Uh, oh, when we freaked out <laughs> when the leaves changed color, and it was so pretty for like a week, and then all of a sudden all the leaves fell, and yeah, it was so quick. It snowed, so it snowed. Yes, it was very weird when the leaves changed color and they're actually falling off the trees. We were mind blown we're like i was wow. grabbing leaves yeah okay. i was like this is not a palm tree what is, <laughs> what's going on i was like i'm looking for like my tumbleweeds and like my cactuses and i see none of them and i'm like this is a bit odd these aren't the beach vibes <laughs> so you both have siblings um be we'll, we'll let's do this uh bowman we're gonna start with you we're gonna we're gonna kind of shorten up here a little bit tell me or not tell me is there anything you want to say out to your family? To your what is you have? A, is it a sister or a brother? I have a little sister. A little sister. Does she play softball as well? Oh heck no. Okay, all right. Um, if you is there anything you want to say out to your family, and and we'll get this on the podcast for them. Honestly, just want to say I love you guys. The support that you guys have for me is insane. Letting me come all the way out here and not questioning my decision just means so much to me. Awesome. Fish, anything you want to say to your brothers and sisters and mom? Well, oh, well I, can, I can say it to you too, Dad. Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely, like, I love you guys so much. And it sucks that, I, I mean, it sucks that I'm so far away from you, but you guys trust me out here and have supported me so much. It's crazy. Like, I I would never have been able to do this without you guys saying, like, go. Like, mom, my mom did not want me to be in California. She wanted me to travel and for her to push me to go to somewhere like New York. Like, New York is crazy, and I love it. And I, I miss 
my little sister Guppy playing with playing softball with me. That was like the best experience I've ever had. But I know you're gonna do great, little one. And Ben, uh, I know you're smart as hell, and I wish I had you here to tutor me because <laughs> it's been really hard without you. But I love you. All right. Well, girls, I want to thank you so much. I know you guys have a busy schedule, and it's been tough to get on this podcast with us. Uh, thank you so much. I want to wish you both the best of luck. I know Fish, I'll talk to you before, uh, but wish you guys you know, the best of luck. You got 10 games down in Florida. Is that how many? Oh, yes. All right. So it's going to be a lot of playing time for everybody. Um, do your best out there. Have a great time. Soak up that experience. Again, for everybody out there, we had Ilana Bowman from SoCal Athletics and Chaparral High School, uh, a starting second baseman for Mercy Mavericks. We also had Alexis Fish Crawford uh, from Hemet, California, West Valley High, and Sudden Impact. Um, thank you both ladies so much. If you guys are out there and you're listening and you need to get run, uh, have a fundraiser, go out and see Buffalo Wild Wings over in Hemet. Talk to Patrick. Get set up. If you have a rec league, got a travel league, making money for high school, doesn't matter what sport, go out and see them. They do a phenomenal job uh, getting you guys what you need. Uh, it's a great little program. We used it, and we definitely recommend it here from the program. If you're interested in listening to other podcasts, please hit us up on our webpage. We have the program Softball and Recruiting, or Instagram, the program 41. We also have Twitter, Facebook. Check us out. Take a look. Pass us, share us, do whatever you need to do. Click on us, like us, save us. Come out and listen to us. We got our next person out next week is going to be uh, Amy Stewart from UNLV Hall of Famer. So everything looks great. We look forward to it, and we'll talk with you soon. Thanks again, you ladies. Have a great season. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye now. Bye. Bye.